Welcome to our community of abundance-minded entrepreneurs. Join us as we meet people who believe that there is enough prosperity for everyone in the world, that collaboration is better than competition, and people who have chosen to master their own destinies as entrepreneurs. When I say community, I mean it. Our guests are here because they want to meet you. So be sure to take advantage of their invitation to connect at the end of the interview. Now let's meet another abundance-minded entrepreneur. Hello and welcome to the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast. Our guest today is Dia Irby. In a sea of humanity, belonging is the shore of security, love, and identity. That is the quote that she leads her bio with. And uh, Dia just has an amazing energy, an amazing vibe, bringing people together, helping them communicate, build community, find belonging, and is just a really awesome person to have on the show here. I'll let her tell you more about herself because she knows her better than I do. Welcome, Dia. <laughs> Thank you so much, Michael. It's always so fun to be on the inside track of the guy who knows a guy. (laughs) (laughs) You know peeps, you know, and that's always good. And that's, you are living out what I see is very important. And that is building community and belonging. Mm. Now I have lived, I tell people I'm from South America and they go, really? So yeah, I was born and raised in Mississippi, and I've lived in Alabama and two places in Georgia and two places in Florida. And that's pretty much South America, right? (laughs) (laughs) But then I moved to the North, all the way to North Carolina. So uh, I'm now I'm, you know, we, we have seasons here. They may all happen in the same week. But uh, we have them here. And as I've moved all over, lived in 15 plus homes, as we were serving churches, my husband's a pastor, he's now retired. I opened a tea room, had a business in one of our states for about seven years. And during that time, over 45 years, we raised eight children. So Did you say eight? Eight. That's a lot. That is a lot. Well, we thought four was enough. And so we were done. So we call them the first batch. Because uh-huh. <laughs> five years later, it's like, oh, wait, I know this. So then came the next three. We call them the second batch. You know, five, six, and seven came. Five, interest- interestingly, the first one of the second batch was born on the birthday of the first uh, first one of the first batch. Hmm. So, you know, I got rhythm. So anyway, so seven is supposed to be the number of completion, the perfect number. But when my oldest daughter was getting married and our youngest was eight years old, I was six months pregnant and got to buy a mother of the bride maternity dress. So that's the third batch. And she Recently graduated from college, is out in the world, and we are empty nesters. It just took us 45 years. So that's, <laughs> and, but they go out and they multiply. Do you know how many grandchildren we have? How many grandchildren? I'm so glad you asked. We have, so far, because we still have three unmarried, 18. 18. That is, uh, so you're building community right there. I am, so this is, you know, I learned to have community in the home. Mm -hmm. I learned to have community in the churches. When you go to a place and your husband wants to plant a church, in other words, start a church because there are seven people that want a church, 
you have to build a community. So we built a community to 200. When I had a tea room, I built a community around the people that came in so that they would want to come back Mm -hmm. and then had people working there. Now in real estate, I walk, my tagline is by your side all the way. I am supporting my people and I have a community of people with, with the uh, other agents. You've got to have a good relationship with the co-broke. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes I have won an offer for a, a listing because the listing agent knew me. Oh, okay. So, but all of that is to say community is important. And especially now during the um, great resignation mm-hmm. in the workplace, what can these people that are losing their good workers or their workers are not motivated, what can they do? They can build community. And uh, people don't just want to be connected. They want to belong, but not like a library card. You know, you have a library card, you belong to the library. Mm -hmm. But they want to belong like cheers. Yeah. Like everybody knows your name. So uh, they don't just want to be connected. They want to be claimed. And Mm -hmm. I have, as I've looked back over all my opportunities to build community, well, also you can use this in your uh, marriage or any relationship, which may be why we're almost married 50 years. That's a lot of years. That's a lot of years. I wouldn't want to start over. I'm going to stick this one out, <clears throat> but claim, uh, and I know th- that your listening audience cannot see my uh, prop here that spells C-L-A-I-M, claim. Well, I see. There's but a prop. It says, it. it says C-L-A-I-M. It's true. Yeah. And each one of these letters stands for a facet. And I say facet not because it's more like a diamond and all Mm -hmm. the cuts of a diamond go together to make the diamond. Mm -hmm. So each one of these is individual, but they fold over onto each other. So, uh, and you've likely heard this before, but I'm going to test your memory. What do you, what, if people want to be claimed, what does the C stand for? They want to be C. Uh, What's the C for? Communicated community. Um, compassion. Yeah. They want to be chosen. Chosen. Oh, yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Preclaimed. Chosen. Yes. They want to be chosen. I mean, think back to those PE days uh-huh. when they had <laughs> pick your team. Mm-hmm. And the ones that, and, you know, they'd stand tall and proud because they knew they were going to get picked first. And then there were the ones that never got picked first. Mm-hmm. And psychologically, that has an impact. It's been proven scientifically that not being chosen impacts your psyche. It's to the point I just heard the other day, you know, the Ritz Carlton is one of those top franchises of the uh, hospitality industry, right? They pay their people the same amount. They draw from the same employee pool. 
but why are they able to provide such a better service? One reason is that at the very beginning, when they're choosing the people to work there, it's their selection process. They interview multiple people for one position, all the way down to a dishwasher. Mm -hmm. And then when they choose the dishwasher, they know they were selected and that makes them feel special. Hmm. So if you are interviewing and selecting people, make sure it's a process that they know that they were, uh, because of who they were, they were selected Mm -hmm. or chosen. And then if you already have them, just remind them why you're glad they're there yeah. or, or just confirm to them that they are chosen. Um, so that's the C. So if people want to be, they want to be claimed, you want to claim your people and they want to be chosen. What is the L? They want to be. Loved? Yes. Ooh. That's the one that almost everybody gets. They want to be loved. And and that doesn't mean ooey gooey passion. That means respected and be in a secure, safe environment where they are um, recognized and accepted for who they are. Now, an unconditional love, especially in the family, your your daughter wants to know that you love her and the kind of love she needs is unconditional. You don't love her if she makes all A's. You don't love her because she cleaned her room. You love her in spite of anything she does or doesn't do. Mm -hmm. You may not like what she does or doesn't do. (laughs) And there will be a discussion about that. But you love her. Yes. So that's the second facet. And of course, you choose to love someone. And if you're loving them, they know you've chosen to love them. So see how they fold over on each other? The A. What is the A? A. A. Appreciated? That's close. Oh. Acknowledged. Acknowledged. Oh, yeah, that's close. Now, for the workplace, productive people are not always acknowledged. Mm. But acknowledged people are always productive. Yeah, and, and so so many places they acknowledge the what you're doing wrong, but not what you're doing right. Yes. So you keep your head down. You don't offer new ideas. You just you know stay out of the boss's way, and and you'll be fine. And if you say, "Hey, I got an idea. I could save some money." That's stupid. Shut up. So acknowledging someone's ideas, mm-hmm. acknowledging that well, you choose to acknowledge them. And that's a love act that you're doing. Here is a good practice just in life in the world. And uh, Michael, anyone can do this. It doesn't cost a penny, but it's worth a million. It's when you are anywhere and someone has a name tag on or you Mm -hmm. know someone, call them by name. Mm. Use their name. You're you're checking out at 
a store and somebody's got, you know, Troy is his name tag. You say, hey, Troy, thanks. How, how's your day going? And I mean, I don't know if you ever heard of, because this is so last century, the TV show uh, Romper Room. Yeah, I've heard of it. Okay. Well, at some point, I can't remember whether it was at the very beginning or at the very end. I can remember sitting crisscross applesauce in front of that round, bulging TV screen with the black and white picture. And she, the, the Romper Room lady would hold up a magic mirror or micro, you know, magnifying glass, whatever, but it just had the frame. And of course you could see through it. She goes, uh, I can see Billy and Bobby. And I would sit there. Is she going to say, I can see Dia? Is she going to see, is she going to see it? My name, my name. It just, of course she never did because there's a gazillion Billy's and there's, and I also think that if you made a donation to the public TV station, your child's name got mentioned on. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe. Maybe I just told myself that so I would be okay. But that that was, it's just important for people to know our name. Well, and that's that's a great point. You know, it, most Patreons, um, sometimes the award level, all, what you get is your name is at the end of their videos. Or they say, thank you to our Patreon Dia Irby. Exactly. And that's all you get for your 20 bucks a month is they say your name at the end of the video. And you're like, that's me. That's me. I've been acknowledged. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, why do you think at the end of movies they have all the credits? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're getting some money, but uh, anyway, it, it's important. So that is, if, if that is the one takeaway from this whole discussion, mm-hmm. you will be impacting the world by using people's names. Hmm. Plus, when you meet someone, if you use their name at least three times in your new, you know, new meeting someone, use their name at least three times. Not only does that make them feel more connected to you, but that helps you remember their name. <laughs> yep. Right. So that is one way to acknowledge. Uh, there are multiple ways, and I have some suggestions in some of my free eBooks on my website, but the I, what do you think people want to be in? I'll give you a hint. This is two words. It's a word in a preposition. I was going to say included, but. Um, Invested in. Oh, invested in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So in the workplace, you can invest in your workers by offering them training by, well, I mean, it never hurts to raise your salary by, you know, giving them bonuses. Also, equipment and tools to do the job. But a very cost-efficient investment is time. Mm-hmm. And just stopping by. Now, if you stopped, did a walkabout as a supervisor and just ask questions, and listened. Now, the important thing about listening, of course, everybody knows we have two ears and one mouth. You should listen twice as much. Right. Um, but do you know if you rearrange the letters of listen, do you know what it spells? That's uh, the final. <laughs> it spells silent. Oh, yes, yes. 
it spells silent. And when you listen, this interview. <laughs> it, it, when, when you listen, it's not being quiet while you're uh, planning what you're going to say next. It's being in the moment and a good key to real listening is asking questions, but going three questions deep. Like, so what do you think about that? Blah, 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 blah. Oh, well, tell me more. Oh, why? Why do you think that? Really? What else do you have to say? Just ask follow-up questions mm. and you may get down to the the real gold at the bottom of the dig. Yeah, a great, great tool I learned for that once, if you want to keep make someone feel heard, is just repeat the last three words. Ah. And with a question yeah. mark, of course. So yeah. and it's, it's funny, occasionally I'll explain that to someone and they'll and they'll respond with repeat the last three words, and I'll go on an explanation and be like, and I'll get 30 seconds, and I'll be like, wait a minute. You just did the thing, but it's so instinctive. You hear the last three words echoed. You're like, oh, I obviously need to keep talking because most people are not allowed to speak. They don't have the chance to talk more than three sentences where someone's in there taking it over. So if you let them just talk and talk and talk and talk, and I, I learned this in sales training, you get ah. you give someone 10 minutes to just tell their life story and you're their best friend because they got, they just got to speak for 10 minutes. In the meantime, they told you everything you need to know, but all because you let them speak. True. Yes. And you've invested that time in them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, it goes back to everything else. You chose to listen to them. They feel chosen. Mm -hmm. They feel loved in a non-threatening environment because you were listening and allowing them to talk. You acknowledge that they had something worth saying mm -hmm. and you accomplished that because you invested in them mm -hmm. and, and with children. How do children spell love? T-I-M-E. Yeah. So you invest time in your children. Yep. Walking your daughter every morning to the bus stop is mm -hmm. invested time. That, you, that the value of that is immense. Yeah. And uh, people don't know just how valuable the father-daughter relationship is. Mm -hmm. You are teaching her in your time that you're investing in her, you're, you're helping yourself out because she's going to want to pick somebody like you and you'll be able to get along with him because. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and one of the great things too, is that I think a lot of, a lot of fathers uh, may run into the challenge like, but you know, but I got to work and I got this and I got that. I don't have that much time, but it's not necessarily about how many hours, you know, spending 12 hours with the kid isn't the thing. I, I took a road trip to Florida with her from Connecticut. So I, could get <laughs> I remember time. that. <laughs> but, but in bulk, it wasn't actually that valuable because it was like, hey, when are we getting there? And I'm like, but this is the journey. This is why we're here. <laughs> she didn't get it. But spending that, you know, giving her 30 minutes in the morning, um, taking her to the bus. So, you know, it could be 30 minutes here. It could be um, 30 minutes there. We, we got into watching watching Knight Rider together. Ooh. Uh, a classic 80s TV show, which uh, as I watch back, I'm like, this is nostalgic it's interesting <laughs> but some parts <laughs> age really well and some parts didn't but anyway it, but, but you know spending that time together watching that having that in common that's you don't necessarily need five hours a night you could just need you need a bit of time and for it to be intentional which again gets back to what you're saying investing in 
Yes. And consistent. Mm -hmm. Knowing, and that that is a secure love. Knowing you're going to consistently be there for her. Mm -hmm. So that, which means she's not going to go look somewhere else for some security and love because she knows what real love is. Because I know how that story goes and it does not go well. That's right. And so you're doing all the right things now. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> uh, well, at least the ones that I know of you're doing. Yeah. Well. Um, and the M, the last letter of claim. What do you think? Now, I do have three answers for this. I have a one word answer that people want to know that they. And then I've got uh, two others that are phrases. All of them mean the same thing. I feel like they want to know they matter. Yes, that's my one word. Yes, you scored one, two. (laughs) Anyway, so (laughs) if people don't show up, they want to know somebody misses them. Mm -hmm. Or what they're contributing. They're not just another cog in the wheel. They want to know they matter. Now, this showed up, this need, this this is based on Maslow's hierarchy of needs where belonging is one of the foundational ones. When the pandemic happened and people were isolated, they didn't have that, that affirmation that they mattered because everybody was locked away. And so nobody knew how people were doing and they didn't know if anybody cared. And there were, there was a rise in depression a rise in suicides because people know they matter. Now, the phrase that I use for this is I want people to know and they should know that they are made for greatness. Mm. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody's going to be on the cover of a magazine. The greatness that I'm talking about is every person that is alive on this earth is here because they have a work to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And when their purpose is accomplished in this in their life, that is their greatness. Yeah. Because nobody else can bring to the world what you can. Because they would be bringing their version. Only you can bring your version. It's like the, the history of the world is the great big jigsaw puzzle and your one little piece is you. Yep. And only you fit that space. Somehow somebody can make this puzzle that every single one is totally different. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'm thinking about this, that uh, on my morning motivation podcast uh, recently, that there was an episode um, in which I talked about the idea of, you know, people who are like, you know, how you know, do I dare to, to do this? Do I dare to launch my business or whatever? Um, and my, my point was, how dare you not? God has given you a set of gifts and a certain type of greatness. And if you're sitting there washing dishes for your whole life, well, then you just took that gift and said, yeah, I know God gave me this gift, but what do I care about that? I'm going to go wash some dishes. Right. Well, uh, you know, ask yourself, uh, can you, you, you're thinking about doing something. Can you not do that thing? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, are you able to not like, I have a book I want to write. Well, can you not? Well, I, but I keep coming back to it. So, well, then do it. You're supposed to. Mm-hmm. 
or you're supposed to open that business. And maybe, maybe you fail, but guess what? That's part of the journey that prepares you for maybe the ultimate of what you're supposed to do. Wait, so, what are you going to tell my life story on my own show? <laughs> I, 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 just, I was just saying something recently. I spent 20 years because uh, someone was, was you know, making one of those depressed posts on Facebook about like things never work out and just you think they're going well, then they pulls the rug out from under you. And I said, I spent 20 years thinking I was going from failure to failure to failure and being like, I'm just a born loser. I mean, you know, this is in the darker moments. And, and I'm like, you know, my first business didn't make money and then this didn't work and then this didn't work and this didn't work. And then one day I hit a point where everything I'd done had equipped me, you know, all my my mediocre sales jobs. Because if it worked, if I'd been a great car salesman, I'd still be a car salesman. If I'd been a great, you know, great insurance salesman, I'd still be an insurance salesman. I had to fail at those things to knock me into the next thing, to make you know the next thing. I had to work. I don't know how many jobs I've had in the last 20 years, 18 or something. But if I hadn't had 18 jobs, I wouldn't have experienced 18 different places and learned all these different industries and gotten all this different background. So all those failures were necessary, not just they're like in spite of them. If if I hadn't bounced from job to job and place to place, and if I hadn't had ADD that let me not be able to focus, and so I joined everything and met everyone and went everywhere, now I'm an effective jack of all trades and I have this knowledge and I'm building my mastermind course around it. And and all because I of what I thought was failure at the time. So, you know, that's that's often where the greatest opportunities are coming from is the things you think are your failures or your or your weaknesses. Yes, success is failing forward. Mm-hmm. Success is failing forward. And you know, people say if you could go back over your life and change anything, what would you change? Well, nothing. <laughs> because Mistakes I made, I learned from. Yep. Successes I had, I gained experience. I am today who I am, able to do what I can do because of what I've done, just mm-hmm. like you said. So, uh, so that that is made uh, made for greatness, and part of that, and in a company, what people part of the mattering is they want to know that they're making a difference. Mm-hmm. That's why you see so many companies that do well that when you support their company, you're putting shoes on people in Africa or you're growing, you're making clean water in Ethiopia or, you know, people want to know that they're making a difference in the world. Yeah. And that's one of the ways they can. So for a business, if you are tied to a, a bigger, bigger than you, a contribution type situation. Uh, I know in Keller Williams, my real estate agency, every May, it's the uh, second Thursday of every May. It's called Red Day. Our color is red. Mm. Every Keller Williams office globally, because we're all over the world, closes and each market center does some kind of fundraiser. We're doing a food drive and blood drive. Mm -hmm. So you can bring your can of beans and give your blood. (laughs) Bring your box of mac and cheese and give some blood. So, uh, you know, and, and then every transaction we have, we have a choice to mark. I want this much money to go to 
KW Cares, so we have this fund so we can support um, other Keller Williams people like during a flood or a hurricane or a health issue, whatever. Um, so they have built into our company all these making a difference in the world. And, and that helps the culture of a company. Yeah. When you know that you are, you, you feel, I don't know, do some people feel guilty if they make money? Uh, yes. Many people feel guilty if they make money. <laughs> so this takes away the guilt because you're working hard and yes, you may be making money, but you're helping make a difference in the world. Yeah. Well, and even make a difference to your company. I think <laughs> people want to feel like I, I'm, as I'm getting more in JV management, I'm finding something's really effective when I'm doing leaderboards and whatnot is to, to make people feel like you're part of something. You know, we've got, we got, so it's not like, Oh, we got dozens of partners and you're just one of them. It's we've got dozens of partners. And you're one of them and all of you together making this successful. And you know, all of you are working hard and we're getting there. When, when I ran my summit, I, I did a running tally of how many opt-ins we had, how many people had applied, you know, had put their information in to get info on the summit. Um, and, and every email I send out, I'm like, every one of you are doing this together, and it's all of you. You know, Some of you are on the top leaderboard, and that's great, but all of you are making it happen to make everyone feel like they are part of the team and part of it. And and I I can't be sure, but I think probably a few extra emails went out because people are like, oh, I am part of this, aren't I? I, I need to I need to come along and get, get me. You know, I, I wasn't telling anyone to be part of the team. They weren't required to promote. But you, you make that team vibe, and you're like, hey, we're all a team. I don't have to say, you know, hey, Susie, uh, you're falling behind there. Why don't you, why don't you, you know, keep it up for the team? I can just be like, hey, everyone's pulling their weight, and I'm, I'm sure you're all doing the best you can. Um, so you know what you were doing? You were claiming your people. <laughs> you I do were. understand this. You were. You were acknowledging them and their part in the everything. You were investing by sending them an email. Mm-hmm. You were giving them unconditional love because you weren't being, you weren't saying you're out of here if you don't get 20 clicks registrations. Mm-hmm. You, you were, um, you chose the people to be involved and so, and they mattered. So you yep. were claiming your people. Nice. Yes, I still understand you it. it. You did it. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. So, yes, that's that's my, uh, the five facets of building community. Very good. Yeah, no, that, that's really powerful. I can see how that could work in, in whether it's a company or a nonprofit or a, yeah, affiliate partners, summit, whatever it is, that, that idea of, you know, making people feel like they're part of it and, um, feel chosen, feel invested in all that could be incredibly powerful. So if people have heard this and they want to learn more about you and connect with you and, and get some of these resources that you've alluded to adroitly, um, how can they, how can they get more of the, more of this? I've made it as simple as possible. They can go to my website and the website is the drum roll diaerby.com. That's D E A I R B Y dot com. And looking at it to, to spell it, there's the word air is in the middle of it. So it's like D air by. Okay. If you're listening to this and you're you're like, Dia, how do you spell Dia? How do you spell Irby? You know, the next day it says D, like removing, air by dot com. So for those of you listening in your cars, 
or it's going to be 10 minutes till you get to a computer, you'll remember that. You're like, oh, dairbuy.com. <laughs> or you could think if you have an idea, uh-huh. idea and Kirby vacuum cleaner, take out the K. Mm-hmm. So idea Kirby. No, I, that's it, close. It's like pig Latin idea Kirby. Just take the I and the. Yes. And move it around. Yes. Nice. Yeah. So, all kinds of ways. Uh-huh. Or just go to the show notes. And oh, click on that, it. Hey, you know what? That'll work too. You could also click on the show notes. So, all right. Well, this has been awesome. Is there any uh, final final thoughts you would like to leave our listeners with? Just know that you matter. You matter, and the fact that you're listening to this means that you're able to take action, and you can help choose other people and claim them and make a difference in the world by claiming them. Awesome. And so if you're listening to this before May 23rd, uh, Dia is going to be at the the Abundant Mind Entrepreneur Summit um, tentatively on the 24th. We haven't actually confirmed the dates, but uh, the 23rd and 24th of May. And if uh, it's after that, then she'll probably own a future summit. So either way, you can go to guywhoknowsaguy.com slash summits, and that will have links to all the summits I am running. And um, you can find the one in May if it's before the 23rd. And afterwards, just click through them all and Look through them. I'm sure you'll see her again because I intend to keep bringing her back. So thank you so much for being on the show. This has been great. Thank you, Michael. It's been awesome. I love it. Enjoy it. Love it. And best to you. Thank you. This has been the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast with your host, Michael Whitehouse. This great theme song is by Patrick Howard. If you found this valuable, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast. Find the full archive of all episodes at guywhoknowsaguy.com slash podcast. Check out my other podcast, Morning Motivation. It's a daily podcast of two to five minutes with a powerful hit of motivation and inspiration to get your day started. Morningmotivation.fun or search for Morning Motivation wherever you listen to podcasts. Join the community online in the Morning Motivation Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Morning Motivation Podcast. JV Connect is coming up quick, December 12th and 13th. If you are looking for a networking event where you can meet people who aren't looking to just pitch you or take, but actually want to collaborate, build strategic partnerships, joint ventures, maybe even find some mentors, some coaches, people to support you, accountability partners, who knows? If you're looking for good people, in an environment that's not stressful, but is set up to give you a lot of great connections in an efficient amount of time, check out JV Connect, jv-connect.com. That's jv-connect.com, December 12th and 13th, 2023. We'll see you there.